0: Welcome to The Wonder, exploring perspectives, rituals, and observances of modern, naturalistic, earth-revering, pagan religious paths. Here are your hosts, Yucca and Mark. Welcome back to The Wonder, science-based paganism. I'm one of your hosts, Yucca.
1: And I'm the other one, Mark.
0: And today, we're talking May Day, Beltane, Second Spring, all of those, whatever name you call it.
1: Yay! <laughs> Summer is coming in and winter's gone away. Oh,
0: it is. And we were just saying this is actually our third May Day episode that we'll be doing. Yes. So yes. we'll put the links to the other ones if you want to check those out as well for inspiration and things like that. We'll probably talk about uh, a lot of the same things this time around because that's one of the things about it was cyclical holiday year right we come back to some of the same themes each year but hopefully there'll be some new things in this episode as well
1: sure for sure especially because you know now at this particular moment we are in a place where we're sort of gingerly tentatively coming out of covid
0: mm-hmm. I mean, we've said this so many
1: times. I know. I know. Yeah. And and who knows? I mean, there, there could be another variant that just pegs the needle again. But I really hope that this around this time, when it seems that the numbers are generally low, people can have gatherings in person and celebrate because in most places in the Northern Hemisphere, the weather is beautiful and it's just a really lovely time of year.
0: And, and it's a holiday that is often associated with outdoor activity. Yes. Unlike, say, the winter solstice, where it's a lot of it's about being bundled up and right. inside and cozy and sharing drinks with each other and all of that, you know, Mayday right. has a, more of an outdoor, you know, in the park bonfire. Mm-hmm. Those of you who live near the beach, I bet that would be amazing, a, a, you know, fire on the beach. Right. And made that would be wonderful. But yeah.
1: The, the image that I have in relation to May Day or Beltane, and we're going to talk about naming in a minute, has to do with emergence into the outdoors. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, we've spring arrives in at different times in different places based on climb and elevation and, and all of mm-hmm. those different factors. But by the beginning of May, Mostly, it's comfortable to go outside and there's this kind of exuberance about getting out from the walls and, you know, out into the sun and experiencing the bright new leaves of the foliage and all that wonderful stuff. So it's just there's a there's an enthusiasm about this holiday that I really love. Yeah. So let's talk about names because we've got a bunch of them. The the, the the word Beltane, which is used by most of the pagan community to, to designate this holiday, and we'll talk about what defines the holiday in a sec, comes from the Irish Beltana, which is actually just the name of a month. It's the mm-hmm. name of the month of May. Yeah. And there's a similar word in Scots-Irish, as in Scots-Gaelic as well. And both of those are often used as you know, kind of placeholder for the beginning of May holiday, but I don't actually use those Celtic names myself because I don't.
0: You don't have a specifically Celtic practice.
1: I I don't. Yeah. And and I also deliberately sort of stripped cultural references out of my practice when I started doing atheopaganism mm-hmm. because I wanted to avoid any possibility of cultural appropriation, mm-hmm. which we're going to talk about in a future episode. Right and and I wanted there to be kind of a blank slate for people to create their own new traditions and symbols and all that kind of stuff.
0: Sure, and add add to it what is part of what's meaningful to them. Yes. Right. Yeah. And no. And not saying at all that there's anything bad or wrong with any of the Celtic stuff. I mean, that's a not big deal all. for my family. Right. We were we identify as celtic american you know we we speak one of the celtic languages actually my daughter was really interested in in learning irish because that was her grandpa's first language and oh. he was little in in the home and so when she was given some choices about what do you want to learn? No, she didn't want to learn mom's language. She wanted to learn grandpa's <laughs> language. So she's been learning it. And, and in the background, I've been picking up on it a little bit. Right, It's nice. is really, really quite fun to see the differences between the languages. So, uh-huh. so just to emphasize to everybody, this is not in any way us saying like, oh, like the, the Celtic side is bad or the whatever. Like, no, oh. we're just saying, you know, everybody's going to be different. Their backgrounds are going to be different. My family happens to have a strong connection to that side of 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 our heritage you know for other people that's not their heritage or not a part that they connect with right and that's totally fine but the name Beltane is is used pretty widely in much of the kind of neo-pagan community
1: Um, right and and it bears saying that we need to acknowledge that neo modern neo-paganism mostly stemmed from you know Gerald Gardner in the 1930s and 40s and early 50s. And so it, came, it was kind of a UK, Britain, England centric.
0: Yeah, well, um, he was English. He was
1: English. Yeah. And so that was the lens that he was looking at everything through. And a lot of what we have inherited from those traditions is very Anglo centric. Yeah. But paganism in and of itself, inherently in terms of a relationship with the earth and in a ritual practice that's keyed to the seasons of the year that
0: that has everybody
1: it's everybody and it has no language and it there's no particular culture that that's slotted to Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so here's this holiday and it's defined as the midpoint between the spring equinox and the summer solstice Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so it's it's
0: it's the other side from from sawin or or halloween Halloween, so yes
1: Exactly so. And there are lots of cool parallels that you can do with those opposite sides of the year where Beltane is often associated with sexuality and kind of life and vitality and fertility and all that kind of stuff. And Hallows is associated with death and decomposition and fallow fields and all that kind of stuff, right? So you've got the kind of the polar ends of the the human mm-hmm. experience happening there. So, what are some other names that we use? I I say May Day, which is a little problematic because what if you're celebrating not on May first?
0: Right. There's May Day, and there's also the association. I usually say May Day as well, or Second Spring, but there's the Labor's Rights Association with May Day as well that right. comes up for a lot of people, which I think was a was purposeful in the when that was. Um, chosen. but for some people, they don't who aren't part of the pagan community, they don't know the the pagan association and they only have the the labor's rights element right.
1: right. There's an interesting thing about International Workers' Day, which is May first, which is that the United States deliberately put its workers' Day at the end of summer in order to avoid, engagement with those socialists and communists who were celebrating international workers day on may 1st Mm -hmm. so we have our labor day on the first weekend in september and nobody else does
0: yeah Um,
1: but when those holidays were being defined like today there was a lot of fear around you know communism so Mm -hmm. that's that's yeah that's just how it happened so yeah, May Day or uh, Second Spring is another good one. I know that that's how you celebrate your your holidays in terms of first and second seasons mm-hmm. for each, each quadrant. And so let's talk a little bit about, you know, what the themes are and, and how we celebrate it and then talk about some specific ritual things that we can do.
0: Right. Well, there's definitely, there's, like you were talking about this coming out, this emergence, this, you know, waking up around it for us we think about it a lot as well for the annual plants uh, because this is the time where you are getting the gardens going I mean our last frost usually isn't until the 15th we'll still mm-hmm. have a couple good frosts and of course the fruit trees that aren't from this area are all blooming already and going here we are and they'll get you know, zapped by another frost. But but we definitely associate it with, okay, here are the the annual plants that are coming back, the things that we're planting in the garden and the the flowering plants and all of our, you know, our forbs and things like that. And the color So still kind of blends. Sometimes the holidays blend a little bit. The last one for us was more about the birds and the feathers, but there were bright colors with that. And then coming into this more of the colors of just Again, that that awake, that youthful, that you know. Here we are.
1: Yes, everything's going. so so fresh and new, and and sex is everywhere. The trees and plants mm-hmm. are all kind of hanging their parts out there, saying, "Come and get me." Mm-hmm. And it's it's just a very vital, very sensual kind of time. The air is perfumed in many places with the smell of all the different kind of flowering plants. We it's- just had
0: clouds Ethereum. of pollen that
1: go by yes, yes <laughs> exactly golden clouds going yeah, by you, you can't can't help but get it all over you and if you have allergies it's miserable so it's you know it's a time when the world is really vital
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it, even in desert climates the world is really vital i mean the the desert is palpably green when you look out after the rainy season and and after the snows have melted and you can see that things are really genuinely green they're they they're not like tropical green but they're definitely is feels like it a, does after winter <laughs> i'm sure yeah <laughs> yes. where it's
0: black and white oh and yeah that's it um yeah even so it, even in places or even especially in places in brittle environments you, there's just such change between one season to another and it really sure. just the more you tune into it I notice for me every single year I mean I've lived in other places but I came back to where I'm where I'm from even growing up here every year I notice something different and new just by, by being out and hanging out outside and just paying attention.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, I mean, life itself is opportunistic, right? Life, life is always looking to worm its way into whatever niche it can find in order to thrive. But right now, there's so much opportunity for so many different kinds of organisms and they all kind of pop at once. Mm-hmm. And so you get this, this feeling of genuine exuberance and delight from from the world, you know everything's doing its thing and seems pretty happy about it. So you know that may be me anthropomorphizing my my plant environments, but there's a there's a there's a way that that it seems enthusiastic. I, I go back to that word again and again. A Beltane or May Day is an enthusiastic holiday. Yeah. And in in my wheel of the year, I associated a lot with young adulthood where there's lots of energy and things are brand new and you're kind of trying them out because, you know, oh, wow, look, I've got these leaves, which I didn't have. Right. Yep. A, a month ago. Um, I've, I've got all this this new agency as a young adult. I can make decisions for myself. I, I have power that I didn't have before. I have autonomy that I didn't have before. And so I'm going to experiment. I'm going to try new things. I'm going to make friends. I'm going to connect sexually and explore myself and find out what works for me and how that whole dynamic works with other people. So it's, there's just a lot of, 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 of trying and getting it done happening around this time of
0: year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel that too.
1: So it's a glad time. And it's not a surprise to me that the Christians decided to put their Easter right around this time because there is a general feeling of, um, of thankfulness for having gotten through the winter
0: mm-hmm.
1: and of joy in the beauty of nature as it's blooming in front of us that comes at this time of year. And while their themes are a little bit different in terms of salvation and resurrection and all that kind of stuff, the resurrection piece works well with dormant plants coming back to life and all that. The salvation piece, pagans don't have yeah. anything
0: to do with. we got <laughs> nothing to do with that. Or at least most of us don't. Right. There's, right. you know, there's a lot of different kinds of pagans. Yeah, um, that's certainly true. Yeah.
1: But the, but the joyfulness... You know, there's a there's a sense even in the Christian canon of this kind of joy and relief. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, we've been saved. Hooray. Whereas, you know, we don't feel like we need to be saved from anything but freezing and starving to death as pagans, Yeah, but, but we're relieved nonetheless that we yeah. didn't
0: starve to death. I like that sun being higher in the sky. <laughs> Me too. That is great. We got a lot of sun here, but it was getting a bit much <laughs> the wind. The winter lasts a
1: bit long. Yeah, there's something about February, especially, that's yeah. just really, really rough. It's just, just like,
0: oh, let's keep yeah. going.
1: Yep. Yeah. It it won't last forever, even though it feels like it's already lasted forever. Yeah. Hmm. So, shall we go into some ritual things that we can do, or what our practices are? Yeah.
0: What so? I mean, before we go into specifically rituals, are there types of things that you're doing this time of year, just that are your sort of May Day-ish season things that you do?
1: Well, I like to get flowers in the house. Um, Mm -hmm. And we just had our wisteria bloom along our back fence. And that, of course, smells delicious. And it's these beautiful cascades of purple blossoms, and they're 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 mostly done now, but they were just so pretty when
0: when oh, they you're were blooming. Months ahead of us, ours here will not bloom for another few weeks, probably. Wow. Yeah, but yeah, so there, it was, there was
1: that, mm-hmm. and we've got roses blooming, and we've got calla lilies, and there's an, there's a beautiful purple iris that's growing in one of our wine barrels right now. Mm. So there's just you know, paying attention to all that. Once again, we come back to paying attention, <laughs> but really acknowledging, wow, it's just awfully good to be here, and there's an, a lot of beauty around. That's that's really the primary thing for me for this this holiday. That and I feel my body waking up. I mm-hmm. I, I have a higher sex drive. I have a bigger appetite. I I feel and I I'm kind of antsy about sitting around. I I want to leave the house and go and do things and all that kind of stuff. So there's, there's just this kind of, I don't know, coming out of hibernation and being hungry sort of quality to <laughs> it as well.
0: Nice, yeah. How about you? Well, it's a busy time of the year for us. And a lot of it is the focused on, again, that just going back out. We always change out colors in, mm-hmm. the, in the house and that's kind of a gradual process. Of changing out the I mean it's the sort of thing we'd be doing anyways the types of curtains we've got up during the winter are different than the ones we've got up in during the summer and you know changing out what's on the couch and and all of that and this year it's been quite fun because this is our first like real season where we're at and so we planted in the fall we planted a bunch of perennials and now I'm seeing which ones made it. (laughs) Because uh-huh. that's one of the things of making it through that first winter and I took some chances with things. Um, this is not from our climate at all, but I thought, I'll give it a shot. I have there's a couple little microclimates on our property. And so I tried some papas, some American papas. Oh, uh-huh. And um, I was going, okay, so they, you know they you'll find them in like you know New York, upstate New York, which is colder than us, and they survive there. Right. And so three of the five I planted made it, right? So wow. you know, going and finding, we'll see how they feel about our summers, but.
1: Uh, right, right. They, and, uh, they may, and they may be a bit thirsty too. They, may, they yeah. may want a lot more water than your desert plants.
0: Well, I planted them in an area that gets, that has some, it's for us, a wet area. <laughs> drains okay. into it, yeah. Uh-huh. And then it's so fun every year because the kids are getting, like older and coming into really being like people now. And my daughter's just making up all kinds of holidays. Right. Mm -hmm. And the reptiles are out. Mm
1: -hmm. So
0: we've decided that we spent the winter learning about the different mammals in our area. And now we decided it's time to learn about the different lizards that we have there's all kinds of lizards that are here. And there's a whole bunch that I'm going, I don't know how I'm going to tell the difference between these three species because they all look (laughs) the same. You're telling me there's a little red dot behind one of their ears? Okay. (laughs) So that, again, just that sort of bringing the spring in and bringing the humans out, right? The humans out of the house, living half outdoors again. So, yeah. Nice. Yes yeah. so
1: so why don't we go into some specific rituals that we like to do around this time one of the things that I do when I you know seasonally redecorate my my focus mm-hmm. my altar is I have some ribbons that are from uh, a maypole dance that I did years ago and there's a there's a portion of a tree branch that's on my focus sits up about 10 inches high and so I drape I've tied them together at one end and I drape these ribbons over the top of this branch so mm-hmm. that it becomes like a little maypole mm-hmm. there. And we also have embroidery hoops that we have glued ribbons, mm-hmm. colored, colorful ribbons around the top of. So, and then we cut them off at about three feet long or even longer. So what you end up with is this ring that you can hang from a tree and it's got all these beautiful ribbons hanging down from it that wave in the wind and we put those in the in the foliage outside as well. Oh lovely. So it just kinds of creates some thematic stuff mm. around
0: us. Yeah. We we put ribbons we've got a specific tree that we like to put things in, you know, we put mm-hmm. little like, you know, Christmas bulbs and things like that in the winter and then we put some of the ribbons out and then we go out and untangle them. <laughs> <laughs> because they get very right, tangled of course
1: <laughs> you do cloudies do you cloudies
0: know what, are? what are cloudies Cl- cloudies
1: are an irish tradition i think i think or it may be a scots tradition i'm but i i seem to remember it's an irish tradition and they are cloths that you hang in a tree and particularly with wishes for health mm. um and they, you know, various colored cloths and that kind of thing. So it it sort of creates a prayer tree.
0: Okay. So like a um, prayer flag tree. Yeah. Something okay. like that. Yeah. We haven't done that, but that's a lovely idea. I'm yeah. Like I like yeah.
1: it. I like it too. And then of course there is the classic, which is the maypole dance. We will put a link to... Uh, a blog post that i have at athiopaganism.org called how does that maypole thing work and it's it's step by step instructions for how to do a maypole mm-hmm. circle maypoles are just so much fun they're they're really joyous and dancing around one with a partner with you know all these couples with ribbons going in the opposite directions and weaving the ribbons up on the pole bumping Um,
0: into each other occasionally bumping into each other a (laughs) lot
1: especially as you get closer to the pole because your ribbons are winding up and they're getting shorter and shorter and you know there's always music playing and it's just a very joyful happy kind of time and I have many memories of going to Beltane or Mayday gatherings you know people wear their colorful clothing and it's just it's just a really really sweet spring celebration and a very old tradition of course maypoles have existed in not just in england but also in other parts of europe continental europe
0: especially Uh, in the in the northern areas which sometimes mm -hmm. they're associated more with solstice i believe yes yeah
1: yes in sweden i know they do uh, maypole things at summer solstice Mm -hmm. and that may just be because it's you know, because that is spring. <laughs> that is spring. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's that's when it finally just gets warm enough to to get that hooray we're going outside" feeling. Mm-hmm.
0: And hopefully, it'll be on a weekend.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and if it's not, then you just push to the the next weekend. The ne- yeah. And, um, well, that's
0: what we do. We like you were saying at the beginning that you know maybe it's not going to be on May first. We kind of just do it around this time of year when it works for everybody right right yeah.
1: because it would be really disappointing if half the people you wanted to come couldn't make it just because you insisted on doing it on a wednesday the the other thing to bear in mind when it comes to you know being diligent about doing things exactly on the day that's great but bear in mind that the actual midpoint between the equinox and the solstice is actually around may 7th so i consider may 1st through may 7th to be the week, the of, week of May Day, the nice. week of Mayday or the week of Beltane in the same way that Hallows is from Halloween to about November 6th or 7th, depending on the year. So, you know, give yourself a break. Don't, don't, you know, force yourself to do something that creates a lot more exertion and trouble. It's okay to wait till the weekend to do something that, that you want to have a gathering with yeah I'm excited because the the Atheopagan community created a new program earlier this year called Affinity Groups. Mm-hmm. And those are groups that are that share geographical affinity or that have some sort of identity or interest connection. So there's mm-hmm. an LGBTQ group and there's a crafters group and there's a neurodiversion diverse group and an activist group, but there's also groups that are in different geographical areas. And we have one for Northern California that is now called Live Oak Circle. And we are meeting in person at one of our houses to do a May Day gathering on on May 1st. And I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be a really nice time. That's great. Yeah.
0: And will you be seeing some of those folks again in another... The next weekend, in fact, the uh, Sun Tree Retreat? One of them.
1: One of them will also be at the Sun Tree Retreat.
0: Yeah. So just a plug for that. I think that the day this comes out is the last day for registration, right?
1: That's right. So the 25th 25th of April.
0: Yeah. Because we need to know who's going to be there so we know how much food to have, right? Right.
1: Exactly. So when you hear this podcast, if you hear it on Monday the 1st, if you are still thinking about coming, Please. At least contact us through the the contact email on the Sun Tree Retreat page yeah. to let us know that you want to come. You can we'll work out getting your registration completed over the next couple of days, but we need to know that you're coming and how many are in your party. Yeah, we just need um, the
0: count of what's going to be there. Or not that's that's yeah. right
1: because it's only it's three weeks away. Yeah. <laughs> right? In, in three weeks, we're going to be there. Yep. And the whole, the, the whole thing just seems preposterous to me. I mean, I haven't left the state of California in a long time now. And either.
0: Actually, so, the last place I went was Colorado was Colorado Springs. Oh, for, for the baby moon before my oldest was born six oh. years ago. <laughs> we went there because it was the closest borders. <laughs> really bookish people. Yeah. We were like, Hey, let's go somewhere and spend the night somewhere. Cause we're never going to do this again <laughs> for like 18 years. And what do we want to do? Oh, I want to go to a bookstore. <laughs> yeah. I want to go to a bookstore too. <laughs> so we have lots of little bookstores as well, but we wanted one that was a little bit more uh-huh. like, like wandering through a big library. So that anyways, great. yeah, that's the last time I've been out of state. It's been a while.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, there's been COVID and you've had kids and there's, there's all that stuff. Yep. So yeah, it's it's gonna happen so soon now. I'm really, I got to go to my storage unit and get out a suitcase and <laughs> all this stuff. So, what else do we have to say about May Day? And oh, I, we're we're developing a re- a relatively large list of things to put in the in the episode notes, mm-hmm. but I do want to put in also. I have a blog post about May celebrations that aren't about sex.
0: Nice, yes. So
1: for people who, you know, are are asexual or aromantic or just- Or you want it to aren- be a
0: family thing and it's yeah. not appropriate for the particular people in the family right now. Right,
1: or they just aren't into it. You know, whatever that is, there's some ideas there for things that you can do to celebrate this time of year. So yes. I want to include that That's a great, that as yeah. Well.
0: Because it really doesn't, I mean, I like the sex part, but it doesn't have to be about that, right? That's right. There's plenty of of reawakening and all of that stuff that doesn't have to doesn't have to be it. Absolutely. So,
1: yeah. And as always, we're working to be as inclusive as we possibly can. This non-theist, pagan, science-based paganism path is something that really is open to everyone, and not just. In a tolerance sense, but in a true welcoming sense. We want you to have a practice that really works for you, you know, that feels moving and meaningful and gives you a sense of place in the world and a sense of purpose in living. Hmm. So that's that's the thing. So what else do we have? Today? You
0: know, I think I think I'm just feeling happy about it being spring. That's me too. That's what I have to say. Spring, awakening, being outside, color, the, the bugs coming back, got all uh-huh. kinds of interesting things out. That's that's what's going on for us. So,
1: yep, that's what's happening here too. And we we really love it. So I got to get out on a trail. I haven't actually gone hiking for quite a while and I really want to do that. So I've got to get myself going soon.
0: A Good time for that. So it
1: is. So happy spring, everyone, or summer, if that's the way you count it, which we didn't really talk about. But many people consider the cross-quarter holidays to be the beginnings of the seasons Mm -hmm. instead of the solstices and equinoxes, which is why summer solstice is called midsummer. Right. And the winter solstice is called midwinter. But it just depends on how you count it. Calendars are arbitrary.
0: uh, Yeah. I mean, for where I am, the seasons are not equal winter and summer are really long and we have like a few weeks of spring uh, and a few weeks of fall and then it's you know we basically have winter and summer
1: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> i mean there's nuances but really it just jumps right in yes june is not spring for us for some people june is spring but june yeah. is like nah, june is 90 degrees
1: <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> so
0: yeah well anyways as we yeah. were saying just happy spring or happy summer everyone and for those of you because we do see that there are quite a few of you um listening in the southern hemisphere so the other way or happy autumn for you
1: yes and um happy hallows or solemn meaningful hallows and uh, be sure to look in the in the podcast archives for our hallows episodes because you can certainly use all of that stuff for your celebration here in may as well
0: Right. And is there a Southern Hemisphere affinity group?
1: There is. Yes, it's small right now, but there is a Southern Hemisphere affinity group. Yeah.
0: So definitely check that out if you can.
1: If you're interested in joining an affinity group, you can go to the Atheopagan Society website, which is theapsociety.org. Theapsociety.org forward slash community. And that will take you to the page that lists all of the affinity groups. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Yucca. It's been a pleasure as always.
0: Thank you, Mark.